the cash inflows not only take care of the cash outflows, but there should be surplus income each month. So per our definition, this rental property is actually a liability. Are you ready to transform your life? This is a no-nonsense show helping immigrants like you create generational wealth, even while working full-time. Get ready to take notes. Here's your host, Socket Jane. Welcome back, my Great Wealth listeners. As I had mentioned in my last episode, we took our family to Hawaii to celebrate my exit from the proverbial rat race. Yes, I quit my W-2 job at Airbnb. And our cash flow from my investments are now covering our living expenses. All the while, the investments are still growing. Now, this is ultimate freedom. I get to now focus on things that only I can do. So how did I do it? Beyond many other things, I give the most credit to my mentor, Robert Kiyosaki. For those of you who don't know about him, he's author of over 26 books, and he has written a number one best-selling title. I think it has sold over 5 million copies um, across the world, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. This book has really changed my life, just like it has for millions of people. In that specific book, Kiyosaki talks about, introduces a concept the difference between assets and liabilities. The definition he uses, anything that gives you money to hold is an asset and anything that takes money from you to hold is a liability. So in the terms you may remember, assets feed you and liabilities bleed you. Now this concept seem very simple, but most people spend their lifetime misconstruing a liability as an asset. Now let's take a few simple examples. One example is, when you hold a rental property and that property is requiring you to shell out a few hundred dollars each month as the rent don't cover all of the cash outflows, is it an asset or a liability? According to Kiyosaki definition, this property is a liability. But I can understand you could argue that you bought it for appreciation and you don't care about the money that you have to add every month as it's not much. The key is, as it's not much. And it's a good reason. I can get behind that. But if you really think about it, we need assets that are self-sufficient. The cash inflows not only take care of the cash outflows, but there should be surplus income each month. So per our definition, this rental property is actually a liability. Now with this lens, let me ask you a question. What about other holdings that you have? Are they really assets or liabilities? What about your car? Is it an asset? What about investments in the stock market? Is it paying you to hold it? What about your home? Ah, now I know I, this is a touchy topic. But let's expand on this. Stay with me. Is your primary home an asset or a liability? From our definition of assets feeding you and liabilities bleeding you, is the house, let's ask ourselves a question, is the house feeding you or is it requiring you to feed it? Think about mortgage, insurance, taxes, HOA, utilities, maintenance expenses, repairs, and any other expenses that you can think of by holding an asset, like a house. Do you still see that as an asset? Now, I know I'm challenging the American dream by calling our homes as liabilities, but we need to call it what it is. I'm not saying you shouldn't buy a home to raise your family and build memories. I have done that, albeit kicking and screaming, and my wife could attest to that. 
But we shouldn't justify a purchasing of a home as an asset. It is a lifestyle decision. It's an emotional decision. And we are comforted in the fact that there's a roof for our family where the family feels safe and secure. And that is important. Let's not mistake it, but let's not mistake it as an asset. Now, can you turn your liabilities into assets? You can. Like, for example, you could Airbnb your home where you're living at, and you can potentially tour your car, which is basically an Airbnb for your car. So there are ways to turning liabilities into assets. Let's stay on the concept of assets and liabilities for this episode. If the cash flow from your holdings more than covers your cash outflows to sustain it, then, and only then, you can call them assets. Until then, I would recommend you referring to them as liabilities. Now, let's go back on the topic of rental property. I've seen many investors putting down massive amounts of down payments, some paying it all cash, only to reduce their monthly cash outflows, thereby making a surplus each month and justifying their purchase as an asset. Now, would we call that as an asset? I guess we will, right? Because our definition is assets feeding you and liabilities bleeding you. So we could say, yes, it's an asset. Well, you could pay cash for every rental property you own, and there will always be a surplus cash flow for each month. And now, this is a topic for another episode, but we need to be good stewards of our investments. Is paying down 100% on a rental property to own it a good use of your money? Right? We have to look at other, other levers as well, like return on equity, cash on cash, return on assets, and many others. Now, I will do another episode where we can to go deeper into financial metrics that I look at and the systems I have developed to help me acquire more assets. Until then, I will leave with you the homework. I know, this episodes always have some work for you. I want you to evaluate your current holdings, your car, your home, your stocks, your rental properties, your businesses, and anything else that you classify as an asset. Now I want you to ask yourself a question, are they really an asset or a liability? And the lens I want you to use is assets feed you and liabilities bleed you. Now do not panic if everything you own is a liability. While our goal is to maximize our assets as assets can buy you and only assets can buy you freedom of time, just as they have done for me. Only way to understand the gap is, however, to know where you are now. Spending time with this exercise would give you a real picture of your assets and liabilities. Once you know where you stand, you can figure out ways to change it, where you want to go. So in summary, always remember that assets feed you, liabilities bleed you. This principle has served me well, and I'm confident that it'll do the same for you. That's all we have for today. This is your host, Saki Jane. Be well and stay helpful. If you got value from this episode, you might consider sharing this content with a friend. But most importantly, be sure to take action on what you've learned. One way you can take the next step is to connect directly with Socket on an investor call. That link is waiting for you in the show notes below. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Please consult your own advisors when making any investment decisions. Keep listening. We'll see you on the next episode.